starred in Hamilton, New Jersey, where Zack, 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 Wellington takes on one-and-a-half-time champion Troy. Devontae Adam Sandler showed who Big Daddy was, dropping 20 points and a 30 packets of ketchup-sized Louie on his South Jersey foe. The deficit would continue to grow as Wells' defense posted the first 0.0 from a Bronx since former Teak president Mike Williams. It looked like another goose egg was on the horizon, but damn Daniel Jones back at it again as QB1 of the week. Despite the 30-point performance, it was Team Troy's quarterback who had a chance to win it late. But multiple turnovers by Deshaun Watson didn't lead to the happy ending he had originally envisioned. Wells 110, Troy 101. Fumble! Next up, Muller heads to Mile High for a face-off with Steve Rock in the Sandstorm. CD had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. CD had a little lamb, and Rashad White was as cold as snow, helping the duo combine for 46 points. Meanwhile, 29 from Ice-T Higgins served as a crisp refreshment for Muller, who carried a slight lead heading into Monday night. But in the end, a disaster showing from Steve Steeler's offense forced him to wear this L right in the fryer move, as his tight end came up just three points short. Muller 124, Sandstorm 121. We go to Hoboken for a battle between two fraudulent South Jersey transplants. The Minnesota duo, Kirk Cousins and TJ Hakasan, had Curtis in a trance with their Thursday night light show. No, TJ, not that type of light show. It's for my depression, boom. But Tom wouldn't go down early as Kenneth Lauren Walker scored two on the ground to help close the gap. Is that gunshots, boom? No, TJ, that's just Husser's head hitting the wall as Justin can't see the fields through not one, but two interceptions. That guy stinks, Boom. Brandon Ayukin and David Montgomery's early exit had Kurt in an Addy sweat, but it wasn't enough to tilt the game in Tom's favor as Curtis finds his first win of the year. Curtis 128, Tom 112. Whoop, whoop! Up next, Poe's South Jersey Road trip continues, this time to face off with Team Corey. The only nice thing about the Middle East and Fowler's fantasy team is Azerbaijan Robinson who scored 21 points to keep Corey alive during the 1 p.m.s. But it would be short-lived as Poe's Baltimore combo of Lamar and Mark Julie Andrews were singing, The hills are alive with the sound of two wins. However, the victory would come at great cost as Joe would go on to snap his precious chub in the process. Poe 118, Corey 87. The Raiders. Next. Rasp heads to Florham Park to bring Dolphin Sex Noise CDs to Aaron Rodgers and to face off with Mike Procaccini, of course. Rasp's Eli Manning-esque double birds would spot him a 50-point cushion after Thursday, but Keenan and Lannis Morissette said, You, you, you oughta know that I'm still a number one receiver, bitch, dropping 31 points in the process for Proc. In the end, Matt needed Zach Wilson to get face-buffed by Micah Parsons a bit harder to complete a valiant comeback attempt. Proc 136, Rasp 128. We finish up with Team Trav heading across country to take on a real North Jersey legend, me. 
An early 16 from Jordan Addison had people questioning who the real number one in Minnesota is. But Justin Timberlake Jefferson would respond, It's gonna be me. Scoring 25 of his own. My balanced scoring attack proved that there can never be too many James Cooks in the kitchen, as my lead ballooned adding into the Monday night games. Of course, the game should have been long decided, but much like that time Corey bet on the Astros in the 2015 wildcard game, Travis had no faith in his team, benching each and every Ram to cost him the W. Me, 123. Travis, 121. And that is week two. Joey Poe, how are we doing? Doing great, Bill. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm feeling uh, you know, better than ever this morning after an absolute fucking brutal Monday night. I didn't know how you'd be feeling with your pockets a little lighter than usual, $100 short after the infamous Jerome Ford pickup. Do you have any uh, any words? Do you want to defend yourself to all the yeah. angry mob and chirpers out there? That ain't a thing, Billy. Like, it's $100 of fake money that, listen, you can't take it into next year, Billy. I hate to break it to Husser. I, I think he thinks that he has $500 of fab balance sitting in his account right now but like listen my entire thought process behind it was if i don't have a running back my best option is tyler algier for the rest of the year and at that point i'm basically signing away my season and so i'm like fuck it let me just blow my fucking load on this guy jerome ford and if he ends up sucking i'm in the exact same spot i would have been in anyways but if he ends up being at least average, it saves me a potential playoff spot. Can't argue with the logic. I, I mean, I want you to hang around. It, it's very nice, both of us being in the 2-0 club and being able to do the pod and talk down to everyone. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I want you to hang around and keep pace with uh, me and Muller. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, so. I, I can't believe Muller's 2-0. <laughs> he, he's been good the past few years, I feel. It's yeah, just, he has been just such a perennial the for a while. Yeah. yeah. Just... Him and Corey have that stink from, like, the first four years of the league <laughs> on them. <laughs> That'll just never get off. <laughs> Muller could win three even titles. Corey's be too... like, huh? Yeah, Corey's got two titles back-to-back, and they were both just, like, like the first one was good but the second one he had like such a ragtag stinky team put together carried by like Najee Harris's 40 touches a game that like he just like made the championship and you're just like well we'll never forget the first year Corey (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know about you my sights are purely aimed forward at week three we have a lot of action to go through all the games all the pickums giants at the end um so yeah so thank you all for listening and uh we can get into it before we start though do you want to give the pick'em record thus far that way we have our new york liberty standings uh through week two yeah so through two weeks um bill is sitting at 10 7 and 1 and i'm sitting at 7 and 11 pretty rough week um for me week one a little bit of a bounce back this week ended up going um one game below 500 at four and five across my fantasy picks and win loss on the NFL bets. And then Billy, you went same thing, four and five on the week. So I can't make up those three games for the first week. And unless I start picking better. So today's the day, Billy. Got a scratch and claw to beat me, you know? So we'll see if I can hang on to the lead and um, I'm sure you'll all be listening and enjoying the ride along the way. 
But without further ado, let's get into our first matchup. I'm going to start with Troy versus Steve um, in a potential loser leaves town game, both 0-2, so both desperate for a win. Yeah, I'm actually curious because there's this. So this is our loser leaves town game, and then that Vikings um, Chargers, the Vikings Chargers game is also another loser leaves town game. I bet you have some dumb pick in that one. I can't wait to get to. (laughs) No, I thought about it, but we'll get into it later. (laughs) The over, but uh, (laughs) but yeah, let's get into it. We'll start with the quarterbacks as always. Deshaun Watson. Versus Justin Herbert, Deshaun against Tennessee, Herbert against Minnie in the aforementioned uh, fantasy po over. But um, yeah, I guess we'll start with Deshaun Watson. Really bad. <laughs> still, we kind of thought last year was an anomaly, and he looks horrible. Still, what are your thoughts there? It's just poetic. Just I can't think of anything that's more Browns than this happening, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy than Deshaun Watson. So. I loved seeing him absolutely shit down his pants on Monday Night Football. Um, I think I think it was something like the Steelers had negative offensive yards in the fourth quarter yeah. and ended up scoring more points than the Browns. I <laughs> like... don't think they ran a play inside the Cleveland 30, I think, all night. They just had the two That's defensive wild. touchdowns and like field goals and then the uh, yeah. obviously the Pickens long touchdown. Just goes to show you like how bad that... that Browns team kind of got decimated there. Um, in terms of Deshaun Watson this week, it's one of those things where it's like, I still can't believe that he's this bad. And I think Tennessee, I loved him before all that shit happened. It was probably while it was going on, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks (laughs) Billy. God damn it, dude. I disavowed him years ago, but Needless to say, I, I think it's one of those matchups where Tennessee's rush defense is so fucking good. Again, like uh, they blanked someone this week in, in Josh Kelly. And so he's going to have to throw the ball. And so it's like, do I think he's going to be good? I don't fuck. I, I doubt it. He hasn't looked good so far, but I'm not so out on him to the point where I'm considering Russell fucking Wilson. So. That's kind of my take on Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah, I mean, I think Troy's slightly considering it. I think he's going to give him the week, and then Russell's in his... Uh, he's wearing the headset ready to go on the sidelines. So we'll see. I don't think it's a necessarily bad matchup. I mean, Herbert didn't have any issues. And then who did Tennessee play the first week? Carr had they a played, Carr threw they played 300 the yards as well. So, I mean... Their, like their pass defense is not as good as the rush defense. That's no doubt, a fact. No doubt. And then on the flip side, Herbie against Minnesota. Minnesota seems like they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They can't really do anything well defensively. I lean Herbert here just because he's shown a little more. Um, and yeah, that's kind of just where I have like a small like five or ten point gap personally. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Herbert? Yeah, so I think um, he's going to have a good week against Minnesota. I think he's going to have a good week pretty much all year because like i was saying like a few weeks ago like kellen moore is just like kind of out there to try and score as many points as possible and brandon staley is committed to just absolutely mismanaging these games so i would not be surprised if like in six or seven weeks you see kellen moore as the interim there um so in the meantime i think justin herbert's probably going to throw the ball like 40 fucking times because they can't run the ball between the tackles 
and he's probably going to be fine for fantasy, especially against Minnesota, who, you know, the last few weeks we've seen them get dunked on by Jalen Hurts and by fucking Baker Mayfield. I think right now, um, let me see, I think they're like top 10 in fantasy points against for quarterbacks. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're probably going to have a high-scoring matchup here, so I like Herbert. All right, let's get to the running backs. Sanders and Swift, so Troy obviously without Saquon for the week, who is officially ruled out at the time of this taping. Uh, DeAndre Swift had the big game last week. Is Gainwell back, and does that affect Swift at all? And then Sanders is quietly putting together a nice year, kind of considering where he was drafted and kind of being a polarizing pick, I'd say, just kind of as far as half the people avoiding him like the plague and then half the people seeing the upside. And then... Joe Mixon against Aaron Jones, or Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones coming back off a hamstring injury. Is he definitely playing? I see he has the questionable now. I'm not sure if you have any report there. Um, and then Mixon against the Rams. I don't know if Aaron Jones is playing. Was he Was he practicing this week? Uh, let's take a look. He In the didn't meantime, practice all last week, Troy's I know. Troy's running backs while I look this. Yeah, yeah so the issue with Miles the issue right now with Miles Sanders is like the Carolina offensive line is just so fucking bad. That yeah. entire offense just looks like a mess. They have really no skill position players, and like I did not expect Bryce Young to like struggle this much. I guess coming into the NFL, the um, line's bad. The, the line's bad. And the line no is skill position. And nobody is getting open. Like you watch the game, right? And, like, the only person making plays with Adam Thielen, and, like, there was a few times where Bryce Young threw it at Adam Thielen for a contested catch, and it was like, dude, like, he they, he's putting these balls, like, in absolutely no separation by these wide receivers. So it's it's hard. It's like, who's it's Adam Thielen and Mingo and, like, Bar- uh, and Terrace Marshall, like, Husser's boy? Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, don't know. Be it's boy it's tough. So it's so the only thing I would say is Seattle, you know, the last few weeks has been getting torn up by teams on the defense. So maybe there's some hope there. You know, the Rams were very successful against them. And David Montgomery also had a good game against them before he snapped his leg. So maybe this is a week where you look at Miles Sanders and he can kind of provide you a top 24 finish. And then in terms of DeAndre Swift, Tampa Bay's defense, I guess, is pretty good. Like, I, I don't know if anybody really saw that coming into the year. Um, I know they still have a lot of the players left from last year, but Tampa Bay, at least on defense, has looked good this year. I think they've only let up... Let me pull up the stats. It looks like through two weeks, they've only let up 100 yards on the ground, hmm. um, which is honestly really fucking good, and no touchdowns. So I think Swift and the Eagles are a much better team than they've faced so far. Yeah, no doubt. But I do think we gain well back and limits his upside. So I have no idea what they're going to do with the running backs there in Philly. But I think if you're Troy, you have to start DeAndre Swift because the ceiling is just so high there. As we saw. But yeah. Would you play Justice Hill over any of these guys? I, I might no, consider Justice him over Hill's Miles Sanders. Up. No, I, he is? I, okay. I think he's starting the right, too. Okay. I'm and then Khalil Herbert's probably dead to me yeah. at this point. No, I think Khalil Herbert was a nice idea. I, honestly, I kind of wanted him as well, but I, I don't think he's worth starting unless you're in a real I just pinch. don't think Chicago knows what they're doing on offense. So Yeah, and I don't think the Chiefs is a great place to test that. 
Nope. But then on the flip side, we got Mixon against the Rams. It seems like Burrow is trending towards playing. Um, I saw today that they, that he there was positive news that Burrow was going to play. So that's that. He is projected like a weird like 17, which I don't agree with at all going against the Rams when he hasn't touched that against shittier competition. Or maybe not shittier competition. Cleveland, strong, but... Aaron Jones banged up against New Orleans. How confident are we there? I don't know. I, it, I don't it's surprising. think he's play because he's not practicing. Yeah, today. still not practicing. And it's surprising Rashad White, after a strong week, isn't in the lineup, I feel. Um, does that kind of tilt the running backs in Steve's favor if you see Rashad White there? Or do you kind of lean Troy either way? Um, I think I probably still lean Steve no matter who Troy puts in oh so the opposite okay yeah because of mixing or uh i just really have no faith in miles sanders right now with the carolina offense because how bad they look he had a nice game despite them being kind of anemic no i think you're thinking of someone else bill he had like 40 yards this week huh okay um DeAndre yeah, Swift okay. is also like a toss-up for me. <laughs> so too. I so pulled it's up like... his stats, and yeah, I saw 19.5, but that's just what he had in total in the two yeah. games. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so scratch so, that from the record. So yeah, I, I definitely like Steve's more no matter what. The only thing with Rashad White that maybe why Steve is leaning towards benching him for Aaron Jones is because he's playing Philadelphia's defensive front, which I don't think will be easy for him, to say the least. So I, I think Steve has the right guys in, assuming they play, but I don't think Rashad White, his floor is much lower than, you know, anybody on Troy's team. And, and I would kind of be shocked um, if Steve's running backs get kind of outscored here because I just don't think Miles Sanders is, is really going to have a big game. Um, I don't know. These, this is. I actually have written down for this matchup, like I, who my pick is, and I'm saying my note is literally razor thin margin. So it's like, it's literally like I give the edge to Steve, but it's just because I, I can't trust any of the running backs on Troy's team. All right, so let's move to receivers: Devonte Adams, Ridley, and Cooper. The referenced or highly criticized three-headed monster of receivers against C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Drake London. So a lot of big names here. Uh, Devontae Adams still somehow produced in like the two drives where the Raiders moved the ball last week against Buffalo. Pittsburgh, another tough defense, obviously. Calvin Ridley, I fully expect a nice bounce back against Houston um, after the disappointing week two, after his strong week one. And then Cooper, yeah, I mean... They got to throw the ball a bit, and then even banged up, he had a serviceable game. Um, I like three. I like these three a lot. Devonte, you obviously have the shitty matchup, but he's still an auto start. On the flip side, it's Ceedee Lamb against Arizona. I think that's huge boom potential. AJ Brown, a bit of a dud week last week against Tampa Bay, and then Drake London, who did get involved. And scored a touchdown last week against Detroit. Um, any thoughts on any of these guys in particular? Um, I'll start with Troy's side. I think Devontae Adams, like, we had talked about it a little bit. Like, he's going to have a good year because Jimmy G can, like, feed a number one. It's just, like, he's going to have those random letdowns. I'm not so sure that it's going to happen this week against Pittsburgh. Um, even though Deshaun Watson looked like absolute shit. 
Um, it's one of those things where I, I don't know, is Jimmy G better than Sean Watson right now? So like, I, I, I don't think he's going to necessarily have like a gigantic game, but you know, he, he might, he might not uh, get blanked and he is like one of the best, if not, you know, top three wide receiver in the NFL. So I think he's a, a star every week. That's going to look good. Calvin Ridley had like a weird game last week in Kansas city. Um, he had like two, I was texting you about this actually. Uh, he had like two catches that were like pretty long bombs. And I think one was up the sideline where he kind of like just dropped it. And then if I recall correctly, one might've been a touchdown that didn't kind of land, um, but he kind of had like a weird outing last week. I, I expect against Houston this week to, for him to have a huge kind of rebound spot uh, closer to his week one performance. And then on the flip side, um, the Giants just passed all over Arizona in the second half, and yeah. CD Lamb is going to fucking dominate the Cardinals this week. Um, Everybody as in the world. As long as they need to throw is the thing. Like I think their defense will feast. Yeah, on they're cocksuckers. They'll throw. They'll throw the ball. They're, they didn't against us, and that was a prime cocksucker opportunity. Yeah, I, do I don't know so myself. But even if he gets like let's say like seven or eight targets, like he's still probably going to have a hundred plus yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it, it's you know so. Vegas is telling you that the Cowboys are going to fucking kill the Cardinals this week. Oh, I want um, that. And then. But... AJ Brown. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of going to continue to bang this drum that I think Devonta Smith might be the better receiver there. And kind of going back to, I think, week for like the last six weeks of last year, Devonta Smith outscored him for fantasy and was just the the better receiver. And I think you saw it kind of this week where AJ Brown was already bit, like you're literally winning the game and you're on the sideline bitching about getting to i'll never understand that about these guys so yeah i i think aj brown is fine i i think he's a head case tampa bay has had a pretty good defense but they haven't played anybody legit on offense so i'm not necessarily worried about any of these four guys and then if you're going to talk about the flexes i lean amari cooper just because i know he's going to get the guaranteed targets there in cleveland and he seems to be deshaun's kind of favorite guy to go to like even last week against pittsburgh you know he ended up putting 16 points on the board and they got housed so i, I do like amari cooper especially in a game where i think they're gonna have to pass the ball and then drake london i have no fucking idea to be honest with you they like him in the like red he... zone they liked him last year in the red zone and i mean detroit has gotten passed on a bit especially last week I just don't know what the fuck the Falcons want to do. Like it's yeah. weird. They 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 passed when they needed to pass and come back from whatever it was ten down. But yeah, I'm not sure how involved he is on like a week in week out basis. That being said, I I don't think there's another starting option on the bench unless you go Rashad White, which I assume he might have to use for his running back spot. So I mean, London's gonna play, you know. So. We'll yeah, it's like goes. one of those weird things where, like, Atlanta, like, they haven't played anybody, like, great yet. Like, I thought the Packers were, you know, they're, they're an average team. It's a good win. That's a good win at home. But, you know, I'm curious to see, like, what Atlanta is going to look like this year because they're fucking running the ball down people's throats. Like, let me let me pull up the stats from the last week, but I believe they ran the ball, like, close to 40 times. 
They ran if a I shit ton the correctly. first week as well. Um, I know were, Algier did, had, had even more carries than Bijan the first week, like, just to kind of put things they, in perspective. They ran the ball 45 times. Yeah, that's last insane. Week. Insane. On the flip side, they had. Billy, this is actually insane. I'm looking at these stats now. Because the game was like, I thought the Packers were going to win it. And then Atlanta came back at the end and kind of sealed the deal. They had 45 rushes, Bill. And Green Bay had 46 total snaps on offense. That's, that's that what LaFleur low-key insane. does. He doesn't run the ball that with the lead. insane. And it's like, I, it felt like that because of how good Bijan looked. But like now that I'm actually looking at the box score... That is insane that you had almost as many rushes as the other team had total plays. I mean, that's, that's like a formula to win. Like, yeah, that that is real. Wow. Okay, so maybe Atlanta is legit. I, I'm actually uh, glad I looked that up. They're not fully legit. Uh, they're good but... enough to win their division. Let, yeah, let me, I, I think they're the favorites they're right gonna, now. Yeah, they're good enough to win their division, and they're definitely better than a lot of the bottom of the barrel fucking shit teams in the NFC. So, we'll see. But yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with Drake London. Off of that tangent, I have no idea. He's a great player. So, I mean, I think Detroit, he can get some opportunities because Detroit, you know, their defense, like, they had a good week one, but I I don't know how good their passing defense is going to be all year. Right now, they're they're letting up 10th most to fantasy wide receivers. So, So, anything with the tight ends, too? Looks like Troy made a switch. He's got Kincaid in there, and then... Steve also made a switch. He went Hunter Henry, who seems to be the red zone target in New England over Fryermuth. Um, I guess we'll see on both. I don't really have a ton to add. Um, both it's have hard been impressive to start. Thus far. It's hard to start Fryermuth right now after last week's dud. Yeah. A performance and with how bad Kenny Pickett has looked this year. So. I, I think Steve's kind of doing the right thing, especially because New England is kind of devoid of offensive talent. So, like, their real main weapons are Hunter Henry and Ramadre Stevenson. So I think Steve's definitely making the right call here. The The issue on Troy's side is, you know, Dalton Kincaid's there, right? But, you know, you still have Dawson Knox there. Um, and if I remember correctly, I believe uh, Dawson Knox actually caught the touchdown last week not Dalton Kincaid yeah he so. did It'll, they run a lot of 12 personnel with the two tight ends but yeah it'll be a coin flip as far as number one if a tight end catches a touchdown and number two which one it is but regardless I ideally for him he kind of keeps pace with Henry but um but yeah with all that being said I do lean Steve here on the tight end matchup and then I was gonna say I leave I lean Steve overall in the in the matchup. A little embarrassed about my early uh Miles Sanders rant when I realized that what he's actually done on the air. I'd say that's you're previously, just cooking, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're just cooking. Let me cook. Um yeah, I'm gonna go Steve by a slight margin. If Miles Sanders was the superstar I made him out to be in my head uh previously, then I would lean Troy, but for this week I'll go Steve. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with you. I I hate to do it because I really do love Troy's receivers. It's tough. He's got to get wins at some point if he doesn't this week. It's like, I, really I, I don't do think like he has a bad team, but... You know what? Fuck it. Give me Troy. I'm taking Troy. Give All me right. fucking Troy. All right. 
Give me you got to make up ground, right? Yeah, I got to make up some ground. So I'll go. I, I did have Steve written down, but give me Troy. I'm looking at it now. I think Devontae, Calvin, and Amari could have some big fucking games. Uh, it, it's really going to come down to, like, if his running back shit the bed, I feel like. I, I think on Steve's side, it's going to come down to if Drake London shits the bed or if Rashad White slash Aaron Jones shit the bed. So give me Troy. I like the upside of the receivers a little bit more. All right. Stevie Lamb is going to have, like, 40 this week now, Bill. I believe it. It's definitely a possibility, but we'll see. Let's get over to Corey V. Wells. Corey, a lot of uh, interesting matchup decisions in here. I, I can't wait to go through these, but uh, he's made a change at quarterback. He's got Anthony Richardson against Baltimore over Trevor Lawrence against Houston. We'll get into that in a second. And then Wells riding with DJ for one more week, seemingly, against San Fran. He doesn't have another quarterback on their roster, so, I mean, there's nothing to assume but that. Let's, I guess, start with Richardson over Trevor. I think that is a crazy move, just considering Richardson has gotten hurt in both games, as well as the fact that Trevor has a nice, soft matchup against Houston, who everyone is kind of torching. Yeah, what are you I don't thinking? know. Is this doing too I, I much? I, I I think it's especially a little too much because Baltimore, I think, is pretty fucking good this year on defense. They they've been doing pretty well, kind of already this year. Um, I don't know if I love a rookie. <laughs> I don't know if I love a rookie uh, playing against John Harbaugh and the and the Baltimore Ravens defense in Coming Baltimore. Off Especially a rookie who's seemingly Lamar Jackson like, so it's it's not as if they're not kind of used to or ready for a dual threat quarterback. Them. You know, yeah. they're practicing against a dual threat every single day. I think it's a little premature, but I think what Corey's thinking is Daniel Jones is really fucking good. So like he's gonna have to make up the ground <laughs> somewhere. Um, with the rushing upside. So I don't hate it, especially because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I was down on Trevor Lawrence at his ADP, when, you know, in but the first show. this is the spot and to play him. This is the spot to play him, but you know what? It's Anthony Richardson could go off. He could have two rushing touch. Like, they could literally lose, and Anthony Richardson could put up 30 points for fantasy. Like, they could get the doors blown off them, well, they and he could still put up 30 lose. points. Yeah. Yeah, so... But that's the thing. I think he's just saying, like, you know, I think the ceiling here is higher with Anthony Richardson. And if you kind of look at his receiver and we'll running back there. room right now, we'll like, he he really needs that ceiling. So I, I don't hate the play because I do think it's like, hey, I, I need a lot of points this week, um, and I need to make it up at the quarterback spot. And, and if I'm going to do that, Trevor Lawrence is nice, but Anthony Richardson could win me my week if he has a, a big week. And then DJ against San Fran. I was actually listening to something today uh, with some Giants guys talking to a guy who's covered the Niners for years. And he was saying specifically how their defensive front has struggled with like the mobile quarterbacks and the read option and things along those lines. And he was actually, like, I don't think he was pumping air in their tires saying, like, DJ has some rushing upside here, which, I mean, again, there's no other option on Wells' bench or anything. So maybe... Just maybe they don't get beat up too bad by San Fran. I am personally scared with the patchwork offensive line for the second week in a row. 
definitely scary, but I mean, you did see all the good things that we kind of were praying for for six months in the off season kind of come to fruition with Hyatt stretching the field and just kind of more space underneath for those underneath throws that he enjoys as well as potentially upside running the ball, just more so designed runs when you're not going to feed Brito like you would a Saquon Barkley. It's all going to be if they can keep things close and avoid a total disaster like we saw on the opening night against the Cowboys. And the first two quarters against Arizona. Facts. So, I mean, if the Giants truly, if you believe the Giants truly did figure something out kind of in the second half of that game, and it can translate to obviously a much, much better opponent, it's there. But, I mean, I've just been hurt too much, especially on primetime. I I don't know if we've ever won a Thursday night game off the top of my head. Like, these just never go well for me. It's just because, like, they've only been, like, a real thing for the last 10 years plus. And, like, they literally have sucked for the last 10 years. I remember so many, so many bad ones on Thursday. So that's just my hesitation. But, like, I'm not able to look at it at a totally unbiased view. But, I can. You ready for this, Billy? Yeah. I yeah, I'm fucking worried, but it, it's it's one of those things where the way I would put it is the way Daniel Jones played in the second half against Arizona is the best I've seen him play, or the first time I've seen him put the team like on his fucking back since like his rookie first start as a rookie in Tampa Bay. Like that's kind of what the second half reminded me of was like a glimpse into the past of when like he literally went the fuck off in the second half of that he's game. He's gone off before last year. He had some night nice, He's Vikings gone off, but I'm just saying crazy. I'm just saying this is the first time where it seemed like watching the game in the second half he was like taking entire control of the offense and he looked fucking good. Yeah. Like it's not not like he looked like he was out there knowing exactly what he wanted to do and he was getting all the looks he wanted. It's so, just so that, that... hard for me not to take that with the biggest grain of salt, knowing it's Arizona and like, yeah. So, like, I want to see some of it translate over so I can feel confident about the rest of the year. So, just, um, who do you think has? Be... Who do you think has more passing yards allowed on the season, San Fran or Arizona? I mean, it's gonna be. I'm, the reason you're asking is because it's San Fran. I, I know this. I know Stafford <laughs> put up some yards on them, and I know Howell so, didn't do jack it is, shit. Week it's one, San Fran, so. so Stafford looked good. I mean, I would, I would think Daniel Jones is better than Sam Howell, but he's not better than Matt Stafford. If I'm just being objective, that's, I, that's you know, very fair. So I think he can give you an average performance, but I don't think the ceiling of last week is there. Is the way I would put it. He was QB so one last right now, week. It was hype. Yeah, yeah. So that's his ceiling. I I don't know if the ceiling is there for San Francisco no. because I don't think the Giants are going to be able to run the ball at all in this matchup. So I feel like we're going to be behind the sticks a lot, and there's going to be a lot of third and second and longs. Um, so maybe Dable like realizes that like, you know, I, he's not that type of coach, but like he's not like one of those dumbass coaches who thinks you have to run the ball in the first down every time. So like maybe the short and intermediate passing game will work for us, but you're going to have to do something to open up those deep routes. And I just don't have confidence in them being able to run the ball. So I don't see the ceiling there, but I don't think that he's going to, he's projected 15.8. I'd be surprised if he had less than 16. So I think it's yeah, just going to be one of those things where you that. get, I think that's, yeah, low. I, I think you're going to get around 20 points because of the rushing. And because Saquon's not there, he's going to have to run the ball more, but I don't think he's going to score like he did last week and then up QB one on, on the, uh, 
week. All right, so let's get over to running backs. Bijan, who looks like the best back in football right now, and Gibbs, who presumably will have more of a role with Montgomery down against Atlanta. And then on the flip side, we have Josh Jacobs, who, did you see his stat line last week? Nine carries for negative two yards. That is impossibly bad. Um, but then Ramondre Stevenson yeah. against Ugh. the Jets. I mean, Bijan is just hard to feel anything besides the love at this point, especially against Detroit. And then he's got Gibbs on the other side, who they just have no choice but to incorporate more. I think there's a lot of upside there. And then Stevenson against the Jets, not the comfiest matchup against their front. Um, Jacobs against Pittsburgh. I think that is the... That's probably the low scorer out of the four, if I had to guess. Do you have any thoughts there? Um, I, so here's what I would say. I would say, you know, actually... actually uh, all right, so let's maybe start with Josh Jacobs. So Pittsburgh's defense is susceptible on the run game. Um, Chubb was having a good game. Ford was having a good game. Um, and then week one, San Francisco ran the fuck all over them. That's so maybe fair. it's just because of the... Maybe it's just because of the, the level of the offensive lines and run games they were playing... Because, you know, Cleveland does have a very good run game, and San Francisco does have a very good run game. I'm not so sure you could say the same about Las Vegas this year. So that's, you know, something you still need to see. They sh- they really struggled um, week one. I th- Who did they play uh, week one again? New uh, England? In that, like, st- yeah. They no, no, no. It was... It... No, no. What's um, the team you're uh, the Raiders. They played like a slog fest. Uh, the like Raiders 16, played the. 17. Sorry, they played the Titans, Broncos. The Titans. Broncos. Broncos. Was the, Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm mixing up the Saints and the Raiders because they're both because of fucking dumbass Derek Carr. Um, but yeah, they played the Broncos week one. Josh Jacobs week one was like coming off of the preseason, so like that's kind of what I chalked it up to. He did have 21 opportunities. They just kind of got the fucking doors blown off them this week in Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo always does that against shitty teams. I really think Josh Jacobs is more of that 20-plus touch-per-game guy, and in fact, if you're not giving him that many touches, you're probably making a mistake, um, or you're just kind of getting shit on. So I think he'll have a bounce-back week this week against Pitt. Um, I definitely like him a little bit more. I think Pitt is very susceptible in the run game. Um, and then for Ramadre Stevenson, like I kind of alluded to earlier with hunter henry it's like he's the only real weapon besides hunter henry in this offense their receivers you know, like are Kendrick dog shit Bourne? oh god he's so bad i can't believe people like it it's like one of those things it's like this is like your fucking like a wide receiver four like he's gonna have one good week a year and then you're gonna be like why the fuck did i ever put that guy in my lineup um but yeah he's he's the only option there if he's getting tw- like around 20 touches a game you know he's gonna be good it's gonna be tough to run on the Jets though this week. You know, it's it's not like the Jets have a bad defensive front, um, and I really think this is gonna be a a pretty close game, to be honest with you. So, uh, I don't know if I love the rushing upside, but I think Ramadre could end the game with like five to six catches and you know a hundred all-purpose yards. So I think both these running backs for Wells are gonna have pretty strong weeks, to be honest with you. And what about Corey? It's hard to hate on either one of those guys. I mean, similar to what I like, I'm glad that B. John Robinson is proving my theory, right? That rookie running backs are fucking great for fantasy. It's not really my theory. Fucking most people think that. But um, 
Jameer Gibbs is the flip side. He's not proving me fucking right at all. Like, I, I don't understand why they don't use him more. Like, he got a little bit more involved in the passing game last week. Like, he did have seven receptions, 14 opportunities. It's just like, how are you only averaging 2.4 yards per carry last week against Seattle? I, I, I don't know. It, it's like one of those things where I feel like Gibbs has the talent to be used more. Um, and this is probably his best opportunity to prove it. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know kind of what they're doing with him. And I feel like I actually had written this down in my notes from the games the other day. Um, let me, let me read it out word for word because it was funny to me. Um, let's see. Lions RBs are so frustrating. Like the fucking Patriots last year, they used Jamal, Jamal Williams over Swift this year. Monty over Gibbs, like Monty is getting screens and routes in the flat. What the fuck are you doing? Wow, this. And then my last note on it is, wow, this injury makes Gibbs finally relevant. So, so I know people go. like I, I picked up the backup there in Detroit. I don't expect him to be relevant. I hope that they kind of let Gibbs work this week. So, I to be honest with you, I like the running backs on both sides. Um, probably give the ceiling over to Corey, just because I I do think Bijan could possibly end up being the RB one on the year at the end of the year. So that's good news for Corey. Let's get to the bad news. He's starting Robert Woods in the RB2 alongside Amon Ross St. Brown going against Terry McLaurin and DeAndre Hopkins. I guess I'll start with Amon Ross. Kind of a bit of a meh week last week. Should be able to bounce back. I, I think he is a wide receiver one kind of perma start. Robert Woods against Jacksonville is scary. It seems like Tank Dell is getting involved, like Nico Collins. They got Mechie in at the end of the game. I don't know if Woods... I would I would be shitting myself if I started Robert Woods in Week 3. And then on the flip side, McLaurin had a nice touchdown. And then I, I'm very just interested in this Buffalo-Washington game in general. Like, can Buffalo... Or can Washington hang it all? McLaurin seems healthy. I don't see that being a problem. And then DeAndre Hopkins has struggled, I'd say, mightily to live up to his potential thus far. He's been a, maybe a flex play at best so far, and he's been a perma-staple in the wide receiver, too, throughout two weeks. Tannehill just sucks, dude. Tannehill I don't think does it's Hopkins. Just I, think it's, I think it's Tannehill. Yeah, no. Because Hopkins general, was good last year, even with fucking... Kurt, uh, like Colt McCoy throwing him the ball, you know, like he was a monster last year. Tanny Pitts is very bad. Season. If he didn't have the seventy yard he's bomb, so I think his stats were pretty tanked last week, and that was the Burks. Um, and that yeah. was a matchup where he should have he should have played well. Like the Chargers. the Chargers defense is terrible. They're giving up like four hundred fifty yards a game. Yeah, so that's like a game where it's just like I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins should not have signed to Tennessee. Um, Maybe we just talk about maybe start with Wells then. Um, so yeah, Hopkins. I I don't know. It's like hard. It's like the talent's there, but Cleveland's passing defense is pretty fucking good. I think right now, yeah. Let me look it up. They're third in the NFL in terms of passing yards per game behind the Falcons and the Cowboys. So I I don't see Tennessee kind of running it up in Cleveland uh, passing the ball. It's not like they ever fucking do that anyways. Um, the only thing to note is that Derrick Henry, I think, is nursing an injury, so mm-hmm. like maybe they'll actually have to throw the fucking ball. Um, I'm not so sure. I I don't love DeAndre Hopkins here. Um, 
I'm not sure Wells has a much better option on his bench. Um, on the flip side, though, I do like Scary Terry. Um, he had a good showing last week, especially because he's coming back from that turf toe injury. I think, you know, now you're three weeks in from the injury. He should be fine against Buffalo. All Buffalo did was beat up on a bad team. Like, you know, Buffalo lost to the Jets week one, and Garrett Wilson, when he actually had an opportunity, is kind of sunned their secondary so sure they they beat the raiders like they blanked the raiders like whoop de fucking do i'm not going to put too much stock into that right now um and terry mclaurin and honestly the washington offense has looked pretty decent on the year so far so yeah. i think he's fine um it also does seem like he's howl's favorite target so i think he's going to get opportunities and he's and the talent there is good so i don't hate terry i don't love deandre that's totally valid. I don't know about the... I want to see the Washington offense. They kind of put together like two-thirds of a good game. They were bad against Arizona, worse than we were, obviously mm-hmm. without like the huge second half. And then they were down 21-3 early against Denver, who might be a very bad defense as well from what I saw. Very bad. Very bad. So, I mean, I, I don't think Buffalo is a bunch of slouches. I, I get not overhyping the um, Raiders game, but... We'll see. I mean, I, I'm curious. Like, as a Giants fan, like, I don't want Washington to go in there and beat Buffalo because then it's like, oh, fuck, they're legit too on top of the other two monsters that we can't beat. But, I mean, yeah. I, I, it would be kind of fun, I guess, <laughs> like, from an outside <laughs> perspective. Um, but then, yeah, St. Brown against Atlanta, tough pass defense, but you still just start St. Brown. He's a volume-based guy. He gets his catches. And then Woods against Jacksonville. I don't Jacksonville. know if he's going to play, Bill, by the way. I don't know if he's going to He's play. out? Potentially. He got hurt. Um, so who the in fuck the middle is of the game going to start? Jackson Smith and Jigba? That's, I have a, no that's literally idea. his only receiver besides Sky Moore. Yeah, so that's why Josh Reynolds went out there on the waivers. I, I don't know who exactly picked him up, but I think there was a fab bit on Josh Reynolds. So if Amon Ra is not playing, Josh Reynolds is a smash play. Um, golf loves him from his days in, in LA. Shout out Travis. I knew that Josh Reynolds played for the Rams, by the way. Um, I, I, I don't know if he's going to play. Um, that was, he's day to day right now. He's not practicing this week. Um, Corey might be another sub 90. Like, I don't Atlanta's passing defense all. through two weeks. It's pretty fucking good, but I don't know if that's just because they're running the ball so fucking much, no, like dude, we they talked have about. Corners, AJ Terrell, and then they have Bates at safety. Like they're. Uh... Oh, they have Jesse Bates. They yeah, signed dude. him. He's the one who fucking ate Bryce Young's lunch twice, week one. Wow. Two picks on like the same play. But... Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if he's gonna play, and even if he does play, um, if he's going against those guys and he's injured, I, what did I don't he hurt? Know. His toe. Pussy. He went back into the game and he was playing, but he didn't look, you know, he didn't look the same. Interesting. So, I mean. And then Robert Woods, I, I, there's, you're telling me there's not a better option on the waiver wire? <laughs> this can't be real, right? I, I was, I was half convinced with me poo-pooing him, you were going to come in with some bullshit stat about why Robert Woods is good. <laughs> and then no. Just like, are you serious? No. There's. Oh my God! There is Corey. No offer me a trade wire. for God's sake. 
I got some guys for you, like Jordan Addison. <laughs> this sounds this sounds crazy, but I might honestly start Isaiah Hodgins or Slayton over him. Uh, dude, Hodgins, elite red zone target. Oh my god! Yeah, right, I, if I you want to win, please fast forward to this segment. Or and... if if Amon Ra is out, like maybe Khalif Raymond. I, I don't know. That's oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I you I don't know these receivers. I, I'm shocked right now, to be honest with you. So let's Sorry, get Corey. to the flex. We got Brees Hall versus Thomas. Brees Hall upset about touches, but it's like, dude, like you're on a pitch count yeah, to begin. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, it, insanely dumb. Like, get the big picture. Like, you're on a pitch count. They're just trying to help you not injure yourself, and there's no reason to play you in the second half when you're like the game was close for a second with. Uh, the long slant with uh, Garrett Wilson, but it's like the second half of that game is never competitive. Like, there's no reason to be like handing Brees Hall the ball up the middle is just not how you overcome a two touchdown deficit against Dallas. Like, kind of read the room, like get it a little bit. Yeah, he was like, I, I, I he, get did being you see passionate. He had a tweet that he deleted. Yeah, it was he like four footballs or some corny shit. Like. Yeah, he's fucking good. Like he's better than Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook just got emasculated too by Parsons. He just stripped them. But um, but yeah, Brees, we'll see against New England. They've been a stingy defense as well, mainly through the past. How how sharp is that Christian Gonzalez take right now? He I know you, you were very on him. But but yeah, so through I mean, the through the past they're good, but on the rushing game they're letting up 121 a game. So. I've been telling you and Rafs this kind of all week. I want the Jets to fucking smash the Patriots this week. I would love that to happen. I think Brees Hall is a much better option than anybody on his bench. In terms Correct, of yeah. My my mini rant wasn't meant to say he's a bad player or a bad start. It's it just, just that he's like, a dumbass. What the fuck are you doing, sure, dude? Yep. <laughs> like, this locker room is on the fucking fringe already, and you're coming in with, <laughs> give me the ball down 20? Like, come on, dude. Um, Michael Thomas on the other side, he kind of looks like himself when he gets the ball. It's just he's not getting it twelve times a half like he used to. Like it, his quick slants he's still getting and shit. It, yeah, I, he looks good, but he's not as old. It's just self, a lot of he's, he's a good, he's a good there. flex. I'm saying he's a good flex now versus Agreed. obviously wide receiver one back in the day. Uh, but he looks healthy yeah, I, and good. I, I think he looks fine. I was. I think he should be fine again this week against Green Bay. Um, Green Bay hasn't really played like any elite passers yet because they played Justin Fields and Desmond Ritter. Um, Two of the worst, probably. And Derek Carr kind of sucks too. So I don't know. I think he's a fine flex play. I, I like Michael Thomas probably way more than not even probably way more than Robert Woods. So. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you're not yeah. going to go Akers first start in mini if he even suits up. Dylan could be interesting if... Um, if Aaron Jones is out. But even when Aaron even, Jones is out, exactly. dude, this guy just he hasn't shits done it. down his leg all the time. Like, they've been begging for him to take the job for three years now. I know. It just hasn't happened. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it'll Williams. ever be. Yeah, you're absolutely right, honestly. So, yeah, I think this is the ideal Wells lineup. And then quickly, if you want to touch on... Engram against Houston and Cole Komet. I like Engram. Gap here, gigantic gap here for Engram. Engram is t- tight end three on the year. Our stone-handed Fucking. king. 
they love him, and Houston, I feel like, is going to get their shit rocked by Jacksonville this week. So, yeah, he's he got, got torn up he's by Minshew. Five... Like, they're not as <laughs> five targets. They're not as frisky on defense as I hoped. <laughs> yeah, five targets and eight targets. Like, he's going to get fed. Um, just because he's going to drop one or two doesn't mean he's not much better option than Cole Komet, who I'm not going to trust anybody that Justin Fields is throwing the ball to. So I think we're which starts Sky Moore. No. Which starts Sky Moore over Robert Woods? No, I kind of hate Sky Moore, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's kind of whack. If Metcalf is out, maybe you start JSN. <sighs> JSN killed him last week. But, I mean, bad Carolina team. I, I would do JSN over Robert Woods. I'd give the guy yeah. with his third career game a shot versus the one that we've seen be mediocre for 100 or his last 100 games, like, that's just my yeah. preference. And I'd go Trevor, too. I, I don't know. Like, I would go Anthony Richardson over Trevor. Regardless. Because I think in a spot where he needs a ceiling, so yeah. Regardless who you're going to pick. Yeah, I let's think wrap I this up. I, I think I'm going Wells pretty pretty confidently. Yeah, I'm going to take, take Wells. All right, let's get over. Fuck, we've only done two of these. <laughs> We're running a little long, but it's uh, fine. It's everyone fine. gets their burn. Let's do Proc and Travis. Yeah, that is one. I I do want to make sure we talk about everyone's team. Like, oh yeah, as much as we we're want, not we're so not stiffing anyone. Uh huh. So let's start with the quarterbacks. Dak against Arizona seems like a very good start to me. Dak looked really good against the Jets. Like a lot of the. The Jet Elite defense kind of that that steam kind of died a little bit last week, and then I mean, it's it's hard. The Cowboys are fucking world beaters right now. Billy. So you don't think the world beat the Cardinals? Is what I'm saying. Like, if you no, had... I'm saying to shit to the Jets defense. I wouldn't shit on. I'm not. I'm not shitting them, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying the more so. What I was saying is the the hype behind them being like this defense that can carry Zach Wilson to the the promised land oh yeah like they're not the ravens 2000 defense yeah or the 85 bears or whoever else reed was comparing them to the last time the bears were relevant (laughs) facts um and then mahomes against chicago a huge game potential there the only issue is if he plays a half here like this is a thumping um they don't have a defensive coordinator. Did you see he resigned? Yeah, I got I'm actually gonna change one of my picks to Kansas City minus whatever the hell they're they're yeah. offered at. <laughs> but yeah, I mean Mahomes, I think QB one is right in his grasp. Dak, I think will have a nice game too, but it's hard not to really, really love Mahomes this week if there's a week to love him. Dude, they're twelve and a half point favorites. I think that's that's light. Uh huh. They have so much turmoil. No DC, like you said. Like the only thing about Kansas City is they only they they haven't scored a lot on the year. They they're only they scored twenty week one and seventeen last week, and they really don't have too many playmakers on offense outside of Travis Kelsey. I think Pacheco is nursing a hamstring contusion. Tony is perennially injured. And then their receiving room is just like a bunch of gu- fucking random guys. It, like, it was a bunch of random guys last week. If there's a get we- get right week, it is right here. At yeah, I'm not going to fade Mahomes. I'm not going to fade Mahomes, obviously. But I kind of want it. It's like one of those things where it's like I need to see Kansas City like 
be Kansas City because they they do you know, this every it's one of those, they do this every year now. They kind of start two and two. Like yeah. I I lean Mahomes here, but there's also potential keep that yeah that could have a gigantic game. Yeah, especially if Arizona somehow keeps it within two touchdowns. And I think Proc was um, lead scorer last week too. So I mean, he's been putting up some numbies. Well, I think he signed Dak this week because he had Burrow going before. Oh wow! Did he? Ha- he yeah. must have drafted them both. I don't think Dak went undrafted, right? No, he didn't get drafted. Of course not. Wow. So I mean, nice pickup. I'm yeah. Su- so I'm surprised. Marvin Gay and Charbonnet added Dak Prescott at six thirty-one this morning. Oh, so Proc was up at six in the a.m. Do- a.m. doing fantasy. Oh, everyone's waking up at six. It's a fucking Wednesday. But uh, but yeah, and then so I mean we're both pretty boom on both of those. Let's get to the running backs. Yep, McCaffrey and Henry. Henry's banged up, which is a little surprising, and he was low key pretty inefficient last week. I think he averaged like three point two a carry, and then they even were implementing a little Tajay Spears against the Chargers. So that's a little bit of a concern. He might have been banged up, which leads to the fact that he didn't torch the Chargers. I feel. And then McCaffrey against the Giants, I think that is just a real problem. We couldn't stop James Conner in the first half. Like, I think they're going Adrian to... Peterson. You mean? Yeah, McCaffrey. That was like be one of my favorite problem. lines from your article. <laughs> Looks like prime Adrian Peterson. He literally did. He literally yeah. did. He looked so he was good. Dunking on us. I um, felt bad for mean things I said about Curtis because I was like, "Great pick," but <laughs> like Conner looked young. Yeah. He looked great. This McCaffrey line here, he's already RB1 on the season, but of 22.8, like, it might actually be understated. Like, he could put potentially have a 40-point game on us. Like That would really suck, but it's definitely yeah, in the realm Yeah, it would really suck, but it's possible. The only thing I would say is that I believe Shanahan came out this week and was talking about how they need to get Elijah Mitchell involved more. God, please. And, and, give, <laughs> and give CMC some rest, but... I mean, that's like, okay, so he's not going to score 40. He's going to th- score 38. You know, like, that's how much that matters. Um, and then Henry, yeah, if he's nurs- nursing an injury, I, I don't love it. Um, the last time he was nursing an injury, he broke his fucking foot on me and ruined my fucking year. Um, so I don't love it. And also Cleveland is only letting up 65 yards a game on the ground. So... Yeah, they're going to be Charbonnet, Brito, like, I think... Yeah, it's you got to start Derrick Henry, but if he's not playing, you probably got to play Brita, but you're not going to know before tomorrow's game, so... Yeah, that's tough. Ooh, that's tough. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's Derrick Henry. He, he's liable to have 200 yards any given fucking week, so you're going to start him, but, you know... He's probably not going to hit that 17 points that he's projected right now. Um, flip side, what do you think of Travis's running backs? Do you think Kyron Williams is kind of he's legit fool's gold right no. now or legit? Like, what do you think? think? And what do you think about ETN, who's kind of had a slow-ish start to the year? I mean, ETN just had the bad week when they just didn't score last week against the Chiefs he was fine week one and Kyron Williams has produced he produced against the Niners so he can kind of like these Rams guys that everyone's kind of waiting to turn back into pumpkins like they just did it against one of the the Mm -hmm. consensus better defenses in the league so I mean I'll believe in them until 
I get a reason not to. Like Damian Pierce is the one who disappointed you two weeks in a row. I think he's starting the right guys, absolutely. And I mean, he looks good. Yeah, I absolutely think that. They literally let Cam uh, Cam Akers walk out the fucking door because they believe in him, and and the Rams have they been wanted... one of the better teams this year. Like they believed in him last year too. Like they like the whole talk like during the like coming into the season, and then he got hurt for six weeks. Was like, hey, like this guy Kyron Williams, like they really like him. Um, it's just unfortunate because last year's Rams season was kind of a throwaway year, you know? Yeah. Um, I think this year they're like, hey, like we can be competitive. Like we can actually win some games. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think he's going to be super involved in the rushing and passing game moving forward, especially because it's like the, the guys they have there is like it's Puka and it's yep. Kyron Williams. And it's like 2-2 Atwell. Like they, Van Jefferson is fucking done. Like he is fucking. Van Jefferson is given every gonna, opportunity to, yeah, to be the, the prince of I don't want to fucking hear him. I don't want to hear that guy's fucking name again. He's had so <laughs> many opportunities to be good. And he just never, ever. Like he'll have like one random blow up week, but I'll never roster that motherfucker again. Unless he has like a huge blow up week and he has like 12 cats. Then I might have to. But, anyways. Um, yeah, ETN's probably going to have a bounce back this week against Houston. I, I can't imagine he's not going to have 20-plus touches, um, especially in a game where you think they're going to be up a lot, so they're probably going to rely on the run game. So, so Great running back matchup this week. Yeah, in, in do you lean Travis's two kind of guys versus uh, McCaffrey elite and then Henry potentially banged up? Like, Do you like the combo or McCaffrey? It's 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 hard to bet against Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, so I'm gonna have to take them just because I feel like it's the safer bet. So that that's where I'm leaning right now. Um, I guarantee you, I'll end up being wrong because that always happens. But yeah, that's where I lean right now. And then receivers, Keenan Allen, huge huge game last week against the Titans. And then Sutton kind of got blanketed by Emmanuel Forbes, the skinny uh, rookie cornerback, for a bit. He kind of salvaged the game a bit at the end, um, and then obviously was interfered with on the two-point conversion. But pretty pedestrian week out of him. And then on the flip side, Justin Jefferson, just God against the Chargers. Huge game there, incoming. And then Pittman against Baltimore. And Pittman's just been a pleasant surprise for Travis so far, or at least maybe not a surprise to him. He drafted him and starts him every week, but he's definitely outperformed my expectations for him. Where do you lean kind of here, or any thoughts on any of these guys? Um, I loved seeing Keenan Allen go off last week, him and Mike Evans both going off. You know, I I love, I think they're both awesome players, um, and I feel like they're kind of slept on, like year in and year out, and then people remember like, oh, fuck, these guys are really fucking good. I forgot about that, you know? So it was kind of like the old head wide receivers are having a good week, so that was cool. Against Minnesota, like, yeah, he's he's probably going to go the fuck off, especially because I think they're going to be down or it's going to be a very high-scoring game. So, yeah, if, if Austin Eckler's not out there, Quentin Johnson kind of fucking sucks. Mike Williams is unreliable. Justin Herbert loves Keenan Allen, so he's going to get his. Um, Justin Jefferson on the flip side, it's like this matchup, like both these wide receivers could, are probably going to put up 20-plus, if not 30-plus. I think this is going to be a, a, a fi- uh, shootout. Yeah. The only thing for Justin Jefferson is they do have 
Hawkinson, and they do have Addison. So it's like, how much do they limit his upside? Like, marginal amounts, but that would be, you know, Keenan Allen is like the clear, hey, this is the number one. Justin Jefferson is the clear number one. It's just, you know, there's at least people breathing, you know, in Minnesota. It doesn't that matter for him, the ball he's, he's been the best receiver for a year and change now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's the only thing you, you maybe think about, but he's going to finish top 10, top 5 receiver on the week, probably. Pittman is kind of what he's always been. Um, I think he's like a guy who is a target machine. He's kind of the only option there in Indianapolis for Anthony Richardson, so he's a great wide receiver, too, because his floor is just so high any given week. And then Cortland Sutton is just... Which version is of him is going to show up each week, and which version of Russ is going to show up? So I have no idea. You know, maybe he's he's averaging you know eleven points on the year. So if he can continue to do that, you kind of hope for it, and you kind of hope that Pittman spits at his floor of like eleven points a week. So these are two wide receiver matchups that are kind of insane, to be honest with you. You know, it's like the wide receiver ones are going to go the fuck off, and then. Pittman, I lean over Sutton, but I don't know. So, like Sutton could go out there and have like a good game. It, it depends. Like I, you have no fucking idea. Like he's pretty mids to date, but you know, ten, eleven points. I, I lean Travis here. And let's do Hollywood against Puka. Puka, just the darling sleeper of the year against the Cincinnati team, and then Hollywood, who had a nice game last week, mainly because of the touchdown. Um, and some just like screen passes he gets some nice forced targets which is nice but i mean puka is literally the target god so far i lean puka and i don't really know how much of their quick shit is gonna work against dallas in terms of hollywood um hollywood got all of his shit in the first half last week like well yeah they didn't look like absolute shit they they tried to run he's not gonna be able to do that against dallas they're not gonna be able to do that against dallas and then meanwhile, Puka on the other side, like, dude, he's going to get fucking, like, he's going to get, fit, like, this is insane. He had 20 targets last week, 15 targets week one. Like, these are Cooper Cup numbers. So, like, he's going to get 15 opportunities to touch the ball. Like, if he doesn't score at least 15 points, like, that it would be shocking to me so yeah puka is like a gigantic like the gap in this matchup is at the flex position to me and then goddard and kittle both kind of names that have underperformed thus far in terms of fantasy i don't have a huge lean i mean the giants can't cover a tight end historically it seems but they're also just not really implementing him a ton into the passing offense the one thing i'll say about that is Ayuk is a game-time decision, so maybe you kind of get those red zone targets for Kittle. But I'll kind of believe it when I see it. Like, we haven't seen the the Kittle 25, 30 points in, like, five years at this point, it feels like. And then Goddard... He had some good games last year, but yeah, it's it's few and far between. The I mean, if you're, if you're going to shit on the Hawkinson for a couple good games, it's like, got to hold Kittle No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. And then Goddard... I don't know. I mean, their their passing offense in general hasn't been great though, thus far. They were a little out of sync, the f- or very out of sync the first week, and then it kind of took them a half to get going against the Vikings as well. So I, I don't know if Goddard is part of the game plan. It seems like it's a Devontae Smith in a run game, 
so far, as well as Hurts rushing the ball, obviously. I, I need to see more from Goddard. It's a wash. Yeah. It's a wash here at tight end, right? Like, I, I can't... Uh, I would lean George Kittle, but that's just because the Giants can't... I, I have never in my entire life seen them effectively cover the tight end position. Ever. So, in general... I'm going to go Travis, I'd say, for my pick. Um, I, I, I think the running be, yeah. backs can keep pace, and then I like the receivers a little more. I like Pittman a little more than Sutton, and I like Puka better than Hollywood. So, And then even the slight edge to Kittle over Goddard. I, I think Travis is one of the best teams in the league, if not number one, except for me, who beat him last week. Yeah, because he didn't start his Rams. I can't believe it. I can't set his um, lineup yeah. for him. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't know what you want me to. I choose him. Travis. I'm going to continue with saying that I've, I've said since week one that he's got the best team in the league. So Travis. All right, moving on. Let's go to Rasp and Curtis. So Rasp is zero and two, which is a little surprising because he's put up some points. Um, ideally for him, these things kind of have a way of balancing themselves out, but we'll see. He reminds you that he's been putting up points too. <laughs> How could anyone forget? <laughs> what do I play? The teams that score less than a hundred. <laughs> a very funny comment. <laughs> the best thing is like, cause I can, re- I can hear it in his voice too. <laughs> like the sarcastic tone and shit. He's just scrolling his phone and see, and sees just like Corey putting up 87. Like, where is that on my schedule? <laughs> But, um, oh. I mean, he had a team that struck. He's going against the team now that struggled in week one, but had a nice bounce back last week, mainly due to the aforementioned Cousins and Hawkinson stack. But let's just get into it, work our way down. Hurts against Tampa, Cousins against the Chargers. Do you, what's your just general feel for this Eagles Tampa game? Do you think the Eagles just fully shit on them and Tampa's not legit, kind of what we thought, or do you think Tampa can kind of hang around with an Eagles team that hasn't really fully caught its stride yet? I think Tampa keeps it close. I think their defense is is not fraudulent. The where I worry is Baker Mayfield being fraudulent on the offensive side of the ball. So I think Jalen Hurts is going to be fine because his rushing upside is there and because he's, you know, genuinely a, a good quarterback. So I don't worry about him from a fantasy perspective. Um, this could be an interesting game, though. I kind of want to do I kind of agree with you. Like, I want to see where Tampa really is um, from a fantasy perspective. I think Jalen Hurts is going to hit that 21.8. Like his his rushing upside is just too, you know, too good to not hit his projected total. On the flip side, I think there this is a week where Cousins can keep pace with him. Like this could be oh, a yeah. thirty a thirty burger from Cousins. Like he had a, he had a great game last week, all things considered, against the Eagles. This like, is the yeah. This is a great spot. And this for is a disaster cousins. Chargers defense like that's just trending worst passing real defense in the NFL. 333 passing yards a game they're giving up right now, dude. And that's against Tanny Poo and who they play? Oh, and Tua, but I mean Tanny Poo included in a 340 against is still significant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's a, a smash start for Kirk Cousins here for sure. So yeah, this is like like you said, like this is one of those weeks where it's like Jalen Hurts, like in a typical matchup for Kirk Cousins, you're going to lean Jalen Hurts, but like 
the Chargers passing defense is so bad that he could go off. And I'm just realizing this now. Kirk Cousins is the number one quarterback on the year. No way. Yeah. Let's go. And he played Tampa. He played better against Tampa or against Philly than he did against Tampa. Shockingly. Tampa stingy defense potentially. <laughs> let's see how. Let's see if hurts. I mean, they let up, up. They let up a ton of yards, and he completed seventy five percent of his his balls. It's just he didn't. He threw an interception and multiple fumbles. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Kirk Cousins. You know, you do you, Kirk. I think you know maybe you got the uh, shit off your back. Maybe you can uh, go out there and perform again this week. Uh, I like both quarterbacks in this matchup, to say the least. Let's get to running backs. Rasp, this is very ugly. He's got Madison Not in there. on the other side. <laughs> Madison was ugly before Cam Akers got involved. I don't know if Cam Akers is going to get involved and hurt him this week. And I mean, this is Madison. This is your last This is your last charge here against the Chargers. Like, <laughs> if, if you don't prove something here, you're just in a 50-50 nothing split with cam Akers for the rest of the year so it's like you gotta perform against the softest matchup you're gonna have and then zach moss against baltimore who completely took deon jackson's role um for he, the- he had it last year at the end of the year too i should have kept him on my bench i don't know why i dropped him i mean he was just hurt week one probably but i mean you could have ir'd him but it, it's still not good looking um I'd say it's not against it's almost, Baltimore at least. It's almost more likely these two combined don't break twenty for me. Yeah, they have the sixth best rushing defense on the league right now. Um, so Madison, I have him in Dynasty, so I'm just gonna say on my side in Dynasty, I'm fucking completely out on him. I got him as like a kicker with the Dalvin Cook trade last year. Yeah, completely fucking out on him um do i get not jo- love it i'll tell you i get josh kelly in this lineup i know everyone's kind of like oh josh kelly waste the money last week but that's against the titans but that, i said yeah i said the, the best, titans were gonna yeah, fucking blank them the best rush defense and now going against a rush defense that got fucking torched by philly a week ago i think he's waiting for eckler to be out eckler was not practicing oh, yeah, okay. so far this week if eckler's out you are one thousand percent Obviously, what I was saying is assuming Eckler's out. If Eckler's out, then yeah, you don't touch that. Oh, absolutely. And then Zach, yeah, Zach Moss. I don't, I don't love against Baltimore, um, especially in a game where you got to figure the Colts are going to get behind early. Um, And they're not playing Houston. I I don't know. Baltimore's defense has kind of shut out Mixon and um, Damian Pierce on the year. You know, so. I don't think Zach Moss is better than either of those guys. On the flip side, we got Najee, who just continues to disappoint, I feel. And then Connor, Ugh. who had a nice game last week. I don't know if that's going to be able to be replicated against Dallas. Um, and then Najee, a somewhat soft matchup against Vegas. But, I mean, there's not world beaters on the other side of Rasp here. It's just um, definitely better names, if you want to say that. But... Yeah, just any, any if, thoughts if here? If Rasp has Josh Kelly in, I like Rasp running backs more than Curtis's. I I, I think Najee is a fucking... I, how do you trust the... Like, he's literally just been dog shit now for, what, 19 games in a row? 
like he's just been so disappointing from a fantasy perspective and real life football. Like I really think Jalen Warren is is taking that job over I'm praying. this week. Um, if I remember, la- what was the split last week of their carries? Let me pull it up real quick. But I, I he thought had that more carries, but Warren he started getting all. more burn. Warren got yeah. it in the passing game a lot more. Yeah, Warren on ten touches had forty had double the yards of Najee Harris. There you on go. the same amount of touches. Come on, Tomlin. Um, make the switch. So, yeah, I, I, I hate on the Harris. Um, that being said, Kurt doesn't have a better option because David Montgomery's out. So, yeah, if if Kelly's in, I, I do lean Rasp in the running back matchup. And then James Conner against Dallas, like, this team, like, I will say that Conner does get reception work. So, like, maybe if they're just getting fucking destroyed, he gets, like, some dump-offs and makes it a respectable performance. But I don't think that Curtis has any substantial kind of advantage here at the running back position. So let's get to receivers where this will be a little more fun. Devante and DJ Moore. And then I guess we'll just lump flex in here too. They all they have three receivers. And then Mike Williams against Minnie. And then Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, and Ayuk. So, I mean, let's just start on Curtis's side first. Ayuk and Metcalf potentially both in some injury concern here. And, I mean, if those guys aren't playing, he's in a world of hurt. I think they both play. So I think they're both going to play, at least. Ayuk, you figure he played through the injury last week. The only reason I think he, he plays is if they just don't respect us at all, is my thought. Metcalf is the only question mark there. Um, To me, I, he's not practicing today. Uh, he, he finished the game low. So it's like one of those things, like maybe he's just not practicing. Cause it's like a soreness issue. So the thing I would say though, is like, uh, Hey, you know me, like I love DK Metcalf, like, but he's just been like kind of a wide receiver too on the year. So like, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like if an Amon Ra doesn't play, I would pay, play Josh Reynolds over. DK Metcalf Ooh. and Ayuk. Is yeah. Josh Reynolds still available, or is he on his bench? He's I mean, on Curtis's team. Interesting, yeah. but I mean, is Reynolds anything without all the attention on Amon Ra? Like, no idea. But I, I think Reynolds know. is just open because he just no one's covering him, and he just finds like a soft yeah, spot yeah. in his own. I like, mean, that could very well be the case. He runs slow as fuck. Like his routes are just cooked. Like. He's not good after the <laughs> I mean, that's the why catch. he's a wide receiver in, like, three or two. Um, but getting back to, like, Metcalf and Ayuk here, if Ayuk is healthy and playing, like, he's probably going to be fine against the Giants, to be completely honest with you. No doubt. And if if Metcalf is healthy, it's, like, who's going to have the game, him or him or Lockett? Um, they both can I don't think Carolina, dude. Yeah, I don't think those are the cause for concern. It's shocking that it's, like, Jamar Chase that's the cost for concern here because of the draft draft capital you spent on him and what he's I done mean, through two weeks. They were horrible those two weeks. Like they got to go back to feeding him. You'd think, right? Like, yeah, but the Rams have been, they're the fifth best passing defense in the league right now. So, which is crazy. Like, yeah. And it's really like, crazy. how hurt is Burrow? Is he going to play? It's hard to, like, fade Jamar Chase, but I feel like Curtis, like, his biggest ca- cause for concern is the guy who's not injured. 
It's kind of crazy. I don't know if it's a cause for concern. Like, you're playing him regardless. You're never benching and... him, but it's just like you you kind of, in a matchup where I think Rass has an advantage, I you kind of need him to It's weird, because if, if you're down, let's say he's down 15 going into Monday night, and you got Jamar Chase, like, normally it's like, oh, that's a lock, I'm winning this game. It's like, yeah. right now, it's like, he could get stuck at 12, and you lose, like, a really tough one, you know? The Bengals need this game, though. They need this game and against LA. I mean, the Rams home, want so. it, too. The Rams want to hang around in the NFC, like... It's not, yeah, that, that'll be a really good game. Is, there's a lot of there's week yeah, three is there's, good. There's a lot on the line here. There's a lot on the line. Week so, three is yeah. nice because it's like there's like five teams that have been good both games, like five teams that have been terrible both games, and then everyone else in between where it's like okay, what's real and what was just a good or a bad like fluke, you know? So yeah, so this is this is tough. I mean, standalone, I love these three wide receivers as actual football players. Um, it's just for fantasy. You got you're dealing with injuries and you're dealing with an under. I can't imagine that Jamar Chase is going to continue to play at this level. He's too good, and Joe Burrow's too good. Like so, that's like those the indication of like is Burrow more hurt than we know? You know, um, I don't know. I I hope they that shoot that game against the Rams a shootout, and you know it's a it's a big game for the Bengals and the Rams like offensive wise. And I'll be honest, I kind of hope the the Bengals pull it out, Billy. Um, but you know, we'll see, um, going over to Rafts though, love Devonta Smith. I'll continue to say I love Devonta Smith. And I think even with Tampa Bay being such a good kind of defense so far in the year, they are letting up 248 passing yards a game. So I think Devonta Smith is a smash, you know, good start. DJ Moore is where DJ Moore and Mike Williams does Kirk get it's in here? It's Christian Kirk against Houston. It, that's yeah. me. It's Christian Kirk against Houston, and then <laughs> I would say it every honest, week, but we're we're one and one on it. <laughs> yeah, it's Christian. It's Christian Kirk against Houston, personally, and then I think it's a coin flip between DJ Moore and Mike Williams. And, and the thought process on my end for that is, I'm going Mike. It, I'm going Mike because I think it's going to be a shootout, and it limits the upside of Kirk Cousins on the other side. Um little fantasy one-on-one there um the only thing with dj Moore that would have me questioning it is that hey if kansas city gets up by like 30 points like he's they're going to be throwing the ball every single fucking down but it's not necessarily a good thing that justin fields throwing the ball 40 times you know so i would probably put kirk in uh i don't know it's a tough spot because Rass has gotten burned already so like does he go back to the well you know I'm so happy I like he jumped more. me on DJ Moore. I, I wanted him the entire draft. And like I had wanted nothing to do with him this year. <laughs> I really after thought Adam he was last be really year. good. I, I saw like the screen pass in preseason. I was like, yeah, I want that. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's get this straight. He is very good. <laughs> His quarterback isn't. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I. I, I the three I'd go with, like I said, is Kirk, Williams, and Smith. But, I mean, Agreed. who knows? It could be the DJ Moore week. And then tight yep. ends, we got to focus on these. These are probably the two top guys in the league. Kelsey, obviously not there rankings-wise with just the one week and kind of a pedestrian one at that. Hawkinson against the Chargers could be really huge. And then mm-hmm. so will Kelsey, though. I think this is the 
the prime Kelsey 30-point 30, 30 game, you know? The one thing I had written down for this matchup was, like, um, Ras v. Curtis, potential shootout here. Um, I, I, I think, think like, the, the running backs kind of stink, but... The running backs stink, but, like, the... <laughs> they have a bunch of shares in this Chargers game. Yeah. Um, the Chargers two, and then the... Two the... quarterbacks, they have wide receivers and tight ends who smash, and, like... Yeah, I, I guess it's the running backs that could hold it back. But if Josh Kelly's in there, I think Ras could have a pretty big week, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're just they're in all the fun games points wise, you know. Yeah. Uh huh. So who are you so taking? Who do you got? Oh, 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 you go first. I went first every other time, but okay, um, fine. I'm Rask. going. Okay, I'm going Curtis. I think. Wow. I I think just he's catching Rasp on a nice week, like. Rasp's advantages are Hertz and Kelsey, and I mean, we saw what Kirk yeah, and quite. Hawkinson have done. Like in typical NFL fashion, this Chargers Vikings game will be like seventeen to fourteen, and no. like be a fucking it's gonna be a fence. banger. It's gonna be a banger with both with two <laughs> dumb teams playing for their season. It's, but it's doesn't that just tell you how much better the NFL is than every other sport, where it's like two teams that literally haven't won a game yet on the season is like one of the most look forward to matchups on the oh, week. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so good, <laughs> man. I love football. Let's go over to you and Muller in uh okay. battle of the undefeateds. As yeah, always, Muller fashion, no lineup. Yeah. Dude. Muller, no lineup for no reason. Uh, so we'll do our best to kind of fill in the gaps. We got Lamar against Indy and Tua against Denver. I think two pretty safe starters there. Lamar should torch Indy, I imagine. Uh, Stroud, low-key, had a great passing game against them. And, I mean, I've been saying it in all my write-ups throughout the, the summer and the years. Just Indy's secondary is very bad. Maybe this is the big Lamar passing game, kind of, the Ravens have been waiting for. And then Tua is maybe besides Micah Parsons, like the MVP of the league right now. Going against Denver. He's going against a terrible defense in Denver. We just got torched by Howell. I, th- I think these are two really good plays here. Um, don't really have much more to add than that. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that, honestly. I think both of them are going to have good weeks. Um, Tua, was, <laughs> Tua had that stupid interception last week, honestly. He's just taking a deep um, shot. It was an arm pump. And he didn't have a gigantic week from a fantasy perspective, but... I don't know. Denver is way more akin to the Chargers defense than they are the Patriots defense. So I do think Tua is going to have a gigantic game. On the other side, the Colts passing defense is dog shit as well. And I do expect him to have a good game. He looked a lot better last week and more comfortable with Mark Andrews back. And then running backs, you got Javante and then the $100 man, Jerome Ford against Tennessee. And then Muller, you assume Pollard, and let's look. He's got Robinson. I mean, that's who you're playing, right, if Eckler's out? Yeah, that's the only option, because Kamara's still suspended. Yeah, yeah, probably Brian Robinson. Robinson had a great had a game good week last, last week. week. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know if he necessarily replicates that. It was a lot of, uh, he had a big pass. I think it was like a 50-yard screen. Um, and I think he had two touchdowns as well, so that kind of got him to the 30 or wherever he kind of landed. Um, yeah, I mean, I think his guys are better than yours. Um, Pollard, I think, will have a nice game against Arizona. And then 
even if Robinson doesn't explode, it's like Ford against Tennessee is tough. And then Javante, if they fall behind against Miami, might be a little tougher. Um, he was involved in a shootout or a pseudo shootout last week and kind of still didn't have the huge game. He is the RB1, like the, the P. Ryan thing is definitely dead. But I think Muller kind of has you a bit in the running backs. Feel free to counter. Um, No, I don't disagree. I think um, Pollard's probably going to have another great game against Arizona, you know? Yeah. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Um, very much a focal point of that offense in a matchup where I think Arizona's going to get the doors blown off them. And then Brian Robinson against Buffalo. So I would definitely lean... Um, is Like we were talking about earlier, Like is Washington a fraudulent team because they've played some bad competition, you know? Um, it's not like the Buffalo Bills defense has looked lights out like on the year, like they at least ru- against the run. Um, they've been pretty good against pass, but they played some pretty shit quarterbacks. Um, so I think Brian Robinson's probably fine because they actually use him in the receiving game sometimes. It's just like he's not, in my opinion, his ceiling isn't there this week like it was against Denver. And then on the flip side, I don't know kind of what's going on with the Denver rushing offense because Javante is like, it, there's like two things. It's like Javante is the clear number one there. And like, I don't, I'm not worried about touch like him getting the majority of the running back touches. It's just, they haven't kind of done anything on the ground so far. Um, he didn't, they didn't do a lot on the ground against the Raiders. They didn't do pretty much anything against the, commanders on the ground and now he's going against miami who week one they got fucking trounced by the chargers on the ground letting up 233 yards but last week against the patriots you know 88 yards on the ground so i i still don't know like kind of how good the dolphins rushing defense is and then jerome ford is in an absolute fucking terrible matchup this week um I knew that when picking him up that he was playing the Titans this week, and I would be willing to bet that he's going to have a Joshua Kelly type game week one, and I'm going to get clowned the entire week oh, yeah. because of how bad he plays. Um, but I'm I'm just trying to tell you like I am expecting that because the Titans rushing defense is very fucking good. Um, no Algier kind of, against Detroit over it. So that's where I, I was going to go is like, I'm potentially going to start Algier this week just because the matchup is much, 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 much better. Um, oh, fuck. It sucks because like, I, I'm fine with Jerome Ford moving forward. It's just like, I would much rather not play him against the Titans rush defense. So yeah, I think, I think uh, Molly's got a big advantage here at a uh, running back. Then receivers, you got Garrett Wilson against the Pats, Mike Evans against Philly, and then Lockett against Carolina. And then on the flip side, we got T. Higgins, had a nice bounce back last week. Debo against the Giants, and then let's see his flex. I know he's disappointed in Judy last week. Uh, I mean, Tank Dell, I don't know if you're starting him off like one good game. Um, other than that, it's Traylon Burks, kind of had just the one big catch. 
Dobbs, like, eh. I might just ride with Judy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't love any of the flex options. Um, I guess I'll start with you. Garrett Wilson has proved that he still can be a starting receiver, like even with Wilson. He showed that last week, last uh, year as well as last week with the long touchdown. Evans is really tearing it up. Very impressed with him. And then Lockett had a great game. I expect a huge game against Carolina. I think these are all three solid starts, whereas on the other side, I think Higgins and Samuel are great. And then there's a question mark at the third receiver. Um depending on who he starts. I don't really love any of the options, though. Uh, obviously, you don't have to give advice to who he wants to start in the flex, but you can kind of break it down. Um, Yeah, Garrett Wilson, I think. It's just like one of those things where he's a touchdown-dependent player right now. So I don't think Zach Wilson is good enough to force-feed him because, you know, last week he only converted on 25% of his actual targets. He was targeted eight times and converted two of them. Um, and one of them was for that long touchdown. So, bar that long touchdown last week, it was going to be a fucking nightmare. How good is this Gonzalez guy? Does he shadow people, Bill? Because that would be my question against New England, because it's like, I, I do like it. his opportunity to catch a touchdown. Um, and I just think the Jets got to kind of show up this week after last week's performance. Mike Evans, uh, the Chargers are the worst passing defense in the NFL. And the Eagles are the second-worst passing defense in the NFL. I love Mike Evans this week, as long as Baker Mayfield could stay upright. I love Mike Evans coming into this year um, just because, you know, I just felt like, you know, he's always consistent, and he was in a contract year, kind of like, you know, he, he needs to go out there and perform. And then lock it against Carolina. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I love that too. I, th- I think Carolina is probably going to get smoked at in Seattle, so... Yeah, love all three of these guys. It sucks because, honestly, like, it sucks to say, but, like, I'm I'm almost thinking, like, Zay Flowers over Wilson is a potential play. And it's only because I think, like, the Colts are going to get the doors blown off them, and then I'd have all shares in that Baltimore offense. But it's I'll play it safe, probably. Idea, but... See how Wilson does against not the Cowboys, like in an actual competitive game. Yeah, which I'm not going to bet against Wilson until he burns me this year. And he hasn't burned me yet, so I'm not going to bet against him. But, I mean, Zay Flowers isn't a horrible option either, but I, I think you're doing the right thing. Any other team, I think, would be starting Zay Flowers if they had them on this team. It's just I have receivers that I'm very confident in. And then Muller's and then on the other side. Suck. No, T. Higgins is great. Um, week one was an anomaly. I really hope Burrow's healthy. Um, and like we were saying earlier, I hope this Rams game is good. Um, it really depends. Like if T. Higgins ends up getting all the work and shit, um, or if Jamar Chase ends up going off, it's just T. Higgins is a great receiver. I'm not going to knock him. And then Debo Samuel. Um, He's going to be a problem for us as well. He was a lot more involved this year through the out the gate than he was last like if you remember like a few weeks ago I was saying like with Purdy he actually wasn't as good but it seems like he's getting kind of those targets that uh that George Kittle's missing out on now so again like I feel like Debo Samuel especially just knowing the way the New York Giants play football him and McCaffrey are going to be a huge problem for us if Ayuk is limited as well yeah and then in the flex 
I don't know, because, like, Marvin Mims, like, I know he only had the two deep, he had, like, the deep ball or whatever, touchdown, but, like, I don't know how much Denver is going to use him. I think your best option is definitely Judy out of everyone on his bench, um, at least until Alvin Kamara comes back. Uh, I don't think there's any receivers on the waiver wire I would pick up. Um at tight end, I don't know. I mean, he's got pits. That's the only. Or Ertz as well. Pits, right? It's pits, but I mean, that's the pits problem. That's why I wanted no part yeah. of it. It's like you just gotta keep playing him where you drafted him and just waiting for the boom week, but it just seemingly never comes. Oh yeah, I, I I don't know. He's like a decoy in the red zone. He literally is a decoy. It's like so sad. It, it's. It's insane. Like, uh, I don't know. That's a rough flex in tight end. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying. I, I think it's a rough so obviously tight end flex. You're bigger on Mandrews seemingly much, back last much. week. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was his first game of the season. Um, he looked good. Him and Deshaun, or I said Deshaun, him and Lamar, you know, same connection. Uh, um, the thing about it is, like, if Andrews wasn't getting it, then Zay was getting it. Um, and so I was like, damn, this rules, but at the same time kind of sucks because I have them both. <laughs> so I can't, like, I can't root against any of these. Like, I need both of them to look good, but I need, like, them to all put up points, you know? Um, but, yeah, I would lean Andrews over anybody he puts in that tight end spot. So you're you, yourself? You know? Um... He said not to keep fading them. You know, I'm I I originally was thinking of picking him, but yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna fucking win. Honestly, <laughs> like I'm not gonna pick against myself. And I don't know. I I think my wide receiver and tight end gap makes up for the running backs. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to you as well. I'll keep fading Mahler. He stinks. Thanks for listening, though, Mahler. Good defense plays this week, Billy. Jags potentially. and Ravens. Yeah. Potentially. I know we don't talk defense, but could yeah, be nice. It's just, it, it just takes too long, and then we kind of talk about every game kind of as it goes. It's just kind of my thought process. But, um, but yeah, going against two stinkier offenses. So, Although the Colts, we'll see. We'll see if Corey's boy uh, Richardson comes through. But, um. But yeah, last but not least, me against Husser, primetime game, Monday night. Uh, let's work our way down. We got Josh Allen against Justin Fields. Allen against Washington, kind of already talked about this game a lot. Washington's defense seems very good, I feel. I don't know why uh, they were a little susceptible to the deep ball. Their D-line is very nasty, and then maybe some questions in the secondary, but Emmanuel Forbes has been really good. Um, maybe there's just other corners to attack. I, I'd be lying if I said I've been watching a lot of Washington all 22. Um, but I mean, if they're susceptible to the deep ball, I like Josh Allen even more. And then Fields against Kansas City should be a disaster, right? Like maybe he just wraps I... up some. You're gonna say Purdy again, which is the smart play, but hopefully Huster doesn't make it. Is what I'm hoping for. I'm. 1000% thinking that if you don't put Brock Purdy in, you're incorrect. 
And I think I've made my opinion on Justin Fields at this point in time very well defined. I think everybody knows what I think of him. So I have no comment. I think your quarterback is going to destroy the commanders, and I think you're going to have a gigantic advantage here at the quarterback position. And then RBs, I got Cook, and potentially I'm leaning towards giving Warren the start against Las Vegas. He kind of put up some nice numbers against Cleveland, and I'm just waiting for the role to expand. And I, I think the floor is there with the, the pass catching. My other option's not great. I mean, Jamal Williams, he got hurt in like the first quarter, which kind of screwed me from putting up a big week. Um, but, I mean, he hasn't been efficient or good really at all. Um, I'm banking on, I'm excited to see Kendra Miller. He's healthy this week. So I'm hoping kind of Jamal Williams just kind of fades into the abyss. And then maybe Kendra Miller's just a freak. And then Kamara goes down. Um, and then I'm not going to start Chuba Hubbard. Kendra, That's just kind of a, an emergency bench guy. If Jamal Williams doesn't play and Kendra Miller plays, are you going to play him over Jalen no. Warren? No, I got to see no. how he looks. Because, I mean, they were given, what is his name, Tony Jones or whatever the fuck it was. Like, Tony Jones Jr. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, Kendra is not ready for that. If he's getting goal line touches taken away. You also like, have the fucking, you have Taysom Hill, too, to worry about, you. That annoying, yeah, annoying no. fucking player. I, I kind of want to get out of New Orleans running back business, like as quickly. Yeah. That that's kind of what the Warren move is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I agree with the two that you're starting right now for sure. Cook was really good last week. Uh, I think I really might have lucked out with him. Just a lot of volume, and he hasn't got the touchdowns just because he was getting vultured by Latavius Murray, and then Josh Allen will inevitably vulture yeah. as well. But I mean that's fine. And David Harris even vultured one for him. Yeah, too. I mean it is what it is. He still put up the twenty. Like I'll live. Um, other but on side, the flip side. Go ahead. Kenneth Walker, a pretty good start, I think. Yeah, um, against I, Carolina. I wish, I wish I had Kenneth. He could Walker. have a pretty. <laughs> he could have a pretty big game here, Billy. To be honest with you, uh, Atlanta ran all over them week one, and the Saints ran all over them. You know, on Monday, so. Kenneth Walker probably in a, for a good spot here. Here's the good news for you. Tell me. Pacheco is dealing with an injury, and I'm not so sure if he's going to play. Um, and even if he does play, it's a hamstring contusion, so I don't necessarily know like if they're going to overwork him, basically. Well, the issue is if he just puts in Gainwell, and Gainwell gets the volume he did week one, that's scary. Um, but I mean the uncertainty. I would play Gainwell over Pacheco. Yeah. The uncertainty and the hope that he fucks this up somehow is nice. But I mean, if he kind of pushes the right buttons, he definitely has the higher ceiling. Um, but I, I don't think my guys are too bad, considering it's like definitely my major weakness. No, I don't think there's a a huge gap here at all. And then receivers. Like, low-key Diggs and Waddle a little bit, especially Waddle kind of underperforming thus far. I still am going to keep playing them. Obviously, Diggs. And then Waddle, I'm just kind of hoping he has the big game and scores eventually. Like, I think he scored, like, 12 both weeks, which is fine. Hasn't bit me yet, but, I mean, I, I want, you like, want that the, 40 40, the 40 where he just wins me the week at some point, like, a couple times, ideally. Especially because, like, the Dolphins are looking good, like... I kind of hit that. And the, this right. Denver defense is bad. You yeah. guys have 
So I, I actually uh, misspoke earlier when I said the other one was the shootout matchup. I'm an idiot, and I read the wrong line. I actually have Bill V. Tom shootout watch, and I think it was because I saw these receivers on both sides and thought it would be pretty huge. Well, thank you. But... I <laughs> I do not appreciate that. But anyways, um, going back, Diggs against Washington, Like I think he... Last week there, he was kind of Josh Allen was just tossing. He was like showing off basically, like see, I'm not bad, you know. And he was like yeah. tossing the ball all over the yard. The Everybody got involved inside the five. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gonna get hurt when he did that, like a dumbass. Um, but yeah, I, I think Diggs is gonna be a good play, and Denver <laughs> just got fucking tossed on defense. So yeah, Waddle. It really depends, like who's gonna catch the. 50-yard bomb, Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. I think Tyreek definitely will as well. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of the nature of the beast. Um, Nothing I I could do on the other side. So let's get over there. Hill, obviously incredible. He's got to be wide receiver one so far, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's a thing that I'm not super amped to go against. And then Olave's been really impressive as well. Um, Green Bay... I don't know how they've been against. They're the like pass. middle of the pack. Middle I mean, of the pack. They literally played two of the worst passing offenses in um, Chicago. This one isn't that good. So <laughs> New Orleans is not that good. Derek Carr is coming to town. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, Hill is obviously the best receiver of the of the four, but I kind of think I got two and three. Ideally, we'll see. Um, I mean, there's a world I have yeah, three and four, it's... and I'm in trouble. So. It's. I think the receivers here are complete, like, kind of wash. To be honest with you, the starting receivers. And then it's Pickens against Vegas and Gabe Davis against Washington. I like Pickens. I am scared. I obviously know a lot of his production was the one big touchdown, but I also think that was in a game where they couldn't pass the ball and he still had some production. I'm aiming for more of that in Vegas. Addison against the Chargers is definitely on my mind, though, and I am kind of ping-ponging that a bit. Um, I kind of like Pickens without Deontay Johnson in because somebody's got to soak up those targets. And he had ten. He only converted on four of his ten targets. That's because um, so maybe into the ground. It's not his fault. Yeah, like maybe if Pickett can like play a little bit better this week because he's not playing the Browns defense um Pickens is a pretty good start because he's clearly the best receiver there but I do agree like I can understand why you'd think Jordan Addison it's just there's so many mouths to feed in Minnesota and you're talking about a guy that's getting a low target like he's only getting six and five targets on the last two weeks so it's like there's a potential that one of these catches doesn't get a if he if you don't get the touchdown. He had the two long be, touchdowns that saved both of his weeks. So yeah. that was my logic, where it's like if I'm going to penalize Pickens in my brain, like exactly. Addison has so that nothing. that would be like, the worry. So for sure, I think I'm riding with Pickens going against Gabe Davis against Washington. Obviously, a bit of a counter based on your uh, fantasy 101 against Allen, but I mean, yeah the touchdowns don't necessarily have to go to him. Like it could work out very well where he kind of has two for 40 and then everyone else eats. 
Um, I like Pickens more, but I don't know if you're a Gabe Davis guy. Uh, I was before last year when I owned him all year, and he would have one good week, and I'd bench him, and then he would have five dud weeks in a row. So, yeah, I I don't like Gabe Davis at all. Um, I have no opinion on whether or not he's going to have a good week or bad week. It's just solely emotional. Fuck Gabe Davis. So I'm going to ride with Pickens here. Personally, not going to really break down his bench because... <laughs> I don't want to really offer any sort of insight or kind of skew him in any way. Um, I'd play Gainwell over Pacheco. That's that, and I would play Purdy over Justin Fields, which is fair. Sure. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I'm gonna pick me. I'm gonna go to three and zero and beat Husser, and it's gonna be really fun. So I'm going with that. I also have you picked. Let's go. So with that, that wraps up all the fantasy matchups and um. We're definitely running long, so let's just get right into the NFL picks. Why don't you lead us off? Packers minus two. Saints fucking suck. They beat the shit Raiders and the shit Panthers. Uh, The Packers can actually score points. Um, They're at home in Lambeau. I'm taking Packers minus two. Fuck the Saints. I like that. It's not one of mine, Um, but it sounds good to me. I, I... Are they getting Watson? And I, I think they were down a tackle last week too, because I think they went, they beat Atlanta as well. If they kind of have those guys, I think so. Bakhtiari was out. Yeah, so I mean, if those guys are out, I like or in, I like it even more. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds good to me. I am going. I'll start Thursday night. I'm going Giants Niners over forty four. I think uh oh, wow. <laughs> I think some points can be scored. I I think the Giants defense is going to really struggle number 1. I'd be surprised if they keep San Fran under 30 and then I think we saw something with the passing offense and then maybe San Fran obviously a great defensive front like good linebackers and I mean they're good everywhere on paper but the Rams move the ball perfectly fine if Stafford doesn't throw the late pick. It's like they're they're very much in that game. Obviously, I don't think we're kind of at the the Rams level, but I I think we saw enough glimpses of how to beat them. We do some of the same things with like your slot guys running crosses and things along those lines. Like, I I think worst case scenario, like if this game really sucks for me tomorrow, it's thirty to fourteen. Like, I I don't think that's um, a bad thing at all, and I, I just think the numbers just kind of based off the Giants getting shut out for six quarters and then, um potentially a mild i don't want to say overrated san fran i always bet thursday overs and i always lose them (laughs) yeah but this is this is the winner and i'm going with it (laughs) as my first pick okay so going with uh some ugly low (laughs) potentially low scoring games actually that's Um, my strategy you bitch yeah i have jets plus two and a half i i i really think uh I, I think you. I think you got three. You got three. Do I have three? I'm looking at Ben MGM right now. And it's two and a half. What do you have it at? Well, I I took it at the. I have it as one of mine at three. Um, and I just okay. Looked. So then we'll do Jets plus three. Yeah, I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking at DK right now. It's three. So we're we're both on Jets then plus three. I, yeah. I think they're gonna beat. I think they're better, right? I don't think mm. Mac Jones is going to have a good game <laughs> against this Jets defense. And 
I just feel like the Jets are the better. I, I think they're better. It's like if Zach Wilson could just play, I, I think the Jets at the very yeah, least. Zach Wilson can goal. just play. Like uh, if honestly, he could just play I, average. Yeah, I don't really have like X's and O's. It's just I kind of just look for teams that I think everyone's poo-pooing on and that everyone's yeah. kind of overrating. It's like the Patriots are getting fucking like carried out on everyone's shoulders for like playing two good teams close but like at the end of the day they lost two home games and then the jets everyone's laughing at for getting wonked by the by the cowboys it's like and i mean something's got to give at some point you can't lose to a team for like 10 years or whatever we're approaching here it's 2015 it's a long time yeah it was the decker overtime game when i was in college like with ryan fitzpatrick as yeah dude it was sick um, <laughs> except when they beat us when in overtime that year but anyways yeah so i i'm taking the jets and then i, I think how yeah, put it on the own pick as well and he typically knows he? what he's doing yeah so yeah i like i like jets um so we're both on jets plus three yep and what's your last one um my last one is kind of going with your idea um of like teams that are getting propped up and teams that are getting shit on right now um i like eagles minus uh, tell me if you have the same spread i'm looking at ben mgm i have my eagles minus four and a half yeah that's what i got yeah so i i think the eagles are they covered against the patriots week one but they didn't they like did they cover last week i think it was six and a half right the vikings uh, were six it, and a half it either pushed or they lost depending on when you took it yeah um I don't know. I just think that the Eagles are much better than the Buccaneers, at least at this point in time. But we're going to see what the Bucks really are. Uh, I like the Eagles. I feel like they've played better competition than the Buccaneers and the Patriots and the Vikings. Um, the Buccaneers barely edged out that win against the Vikings, where the Eagles were kind of... They were comfortably in the lead, then they kind of did their second-half bullshit that they've been doing for the last year. Um, and the Bears suck, and the Bucks like you know barely beat them. Um, it, besides, if it wasn't for the pick six there by Justin Fields because he literally is the worst quarterback in the NFL, um, you know that game is within four points. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus four and a half. I think they're going to beat the Buccaneers at least by a touchdown. All right, and then my last, I'm going to go Lions minus three against the Falcons. I think the Falcons are just kind of the the darlings of the league right now um as far as just like the surprising two and O teams the lines are good Ooh, i i have minus three and a half bill um, i'll take a screenshot for you no it's okay i'm just fucking with you are you or yeah no? I, I agree no no i'm I, i'm fucking with you. i i agree i agree with you um i think the falcons are being jerked off right now I think the Lions, I mean, the Lions beat the Chiefs and then they lost kind of a coin flippy, wacky shootout to the Seahawks, which they just do every year now. I I, I still think the Falcons are going to struggle if they're ever down multiple possessions. Obviously, they came back from like the 12-point lead this time, but I, I think that's more of an anomaly than what's actually going to happen when they fall behind, once people kind of have film on how they're running the ball. Um I was very pissed last week that the Lions lost that game because they should have covered, but they coughed up 14 points to the fucking defense. Yeah, I was, that was brutal. That was my, that I was, was my like, sole winner. 
Like, they literally should have won the game by two touchdowns, and they lost because of just boneheaded mistakes. So, um, yeah, I, I think they write the ship and, uh, and get it done. And that's my pick. Lions minus three. Yeah, you can't, go, you can't go from beating the Chiefs week one to fucking shitting down your leg the next two. Like, you, they have to get it done this week. And hopefully they will. So, quickly, let's wrap up with some Giants talk. I think we kind of talked a lot about the Niners game already and kind of our um, cautious expectations or just kind of prayers to hang in. Do you have anything specific to add or anything you want to talk about with the Cardinals game? Um, The defense need, needs to look defense like how they looked so in the bad. second half last week. Um, It felt like they kind of were getting it together in the second half last week on defense. It was Isaiah like Simmons, I don't know starts. if you saw... Yeah, Isaiah Simmons. He had the highest PFF grade out of anyone on the defense, actually, and he's like a positionless player. So he's got to play over McFadden. McFadden was literally every every big bad run play that we gave up was him just like taking the wrong route or filling the wrong gap. Um, I I, just a lot of miscommunication in the secondary, which I mean, it's young, so hopefully it improves. And our veteran there is Adori, and he's playing a new position. Like these are things that ideally improve over time and like we will get better as the season goes but it's like we gotta go like two and two in this next like stretch to kind of hang around and actually see that improvement yeah. like we can't just be behind the eight ball and one and five when i'm talking to you a month from now like somehow some way you got to get some of these games and i mean I-, I think this opponent is obviously scary as shit and like miscommunications on the defense aren't going to go well against the Shanahan offense, but it's find a way, find a way to hang around and then maybe get a lucky bounce or two. Like, I I don't think we're better than them on paper, obviously. And we're not playing our best ball by any means. And they kind of are, but I mean, Thursday night, wacky dumb shit happens. And I don't know. Why can't we be on the receiving end of one of these just kind of fluky? Yeah. Just get like some fluky close win because everybody's, like literally destroying their body by playing Thursday night football, you know, like it's like one of those things where like everybody's just kind of fucking beat. Um, the other thing is like on the flip side, it's like if you get down early, you're pretty much probably going to give up, you know, <laughs> like because you're probably just, just run like, the ball fuck so this. well. Yeah, yeah, it's like fuck this. Like Christian McCaffrey is just yeah. going to run it down our throat. Debo Samuel. So I don't know if we win this game, it's going to be because. If I we win like this offense, game, I'm all the way back. Like I feel it, like our offense can, as long as the line plays as good as they play in this. Like it's one of those things. Gonna, like, it's a different front. It's going to be hard against Nick Bosa, but the passing game for the 49ers is where they're susceptible. So like, if our defense can keep it in a like keep us in it, if we can get to like 21 points, I don't know. If I'd probably be happy. I'd probably no. I mean the Giants score 21 points. Oh, yeah, then, like, yeah. I, I think I'd be happy with that because then we probably only lost like 35 to 21 or I want to see 21. <laughs> I want to see the some offensive carryover, like some big plays, some yes. downfield passing, not just two-yard burrito runs and like Paris Campbell incomplete slants. Like They're not going to use burrito, dude. We can't. I'm not, if we just can't go backwards to like Cowboys level of hell, like yeah. some sort of improvement, 
it, it's very much loser talk, but it's like uh, right now in my mind they're the best team in the league. Like I, I just the Niners, yeah, just getting not getting embarrassed would be super ideal. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hard because we're playing literally, in my opinion, two out of three weeks the two best teams in the NFL, like in the Cowboys and the Niners. So it's a rough. It's a rough stretch, and we're playing these teams when they're playing well. But I mean, at the end of the day, if we if we want to be a playoff team, if we want to actually have aspirations above like middling out, like yeah, these are some games that you just got to win. Like this is how you get recognized as a real team, and like get that stench of Dallas and that first half against Arizona off of you. You know, it's like oh yeah, they're beatable. I mean, the Rams had a shot at them. Um like they're not going to go sixteen and zero, like or seventeen and zero, but we'll see. Any yeah, given we'll Sunday see. I Thursday, mean... We'll see. I, I don't like Thomas out. I don't like Saquon out. At least we get it out of the way Thursday. Yeah, but I, I just hate prime time. It's just everyone's watching. I know. We but we forever. always have so many prime time games because of the market. We were out of it for a bit because we just sucked so bad. But one one good year, and we're just we're just back. (laughs) We're just very back. As soon as we're competitive, um, they're like, "Get them back in there." (laughs) Yeah, they do. They do numbers. We need Daniel Jones. Don't the Jets have a ton too? (laughs) Well, yeah, because there's there's were all Rogers, the Rogers and shit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. I mean, I, I hope that it's. I can't. I don't think I can mentally handle another absolute embarrassment on primetime television it won't hurt as bad <laughs> into in two of the I three turn yeah, it off well, and go yeah. to sleep like it's not week it one won't... <laughs> it won't hurt as bad because i won't be getting rained on in fucking <laughs> metlife stadium yeah. as i'm watching it <laughs> you were doing well i'd say in the in the argument against wells but what he said i wish i saw you soaking wet i was but that's like literally the... dude that was like the fourth time that's happened to me dude <laughs> It's so funny. Ugh. Whatever. Fuck. Fuck that. The Giants gotta show up this week. That's all I need. If we beat the Niners, you can go scorched earth on them. It'll be great. If, if the Giants <laughs> somehow beat the Niners, and I somehow start the fantasy season three and zero, I'm gonna be the most insufferable person in the fucking group chat. Like nobody's gonna want to talk to me because I'm gonna be such an annoying asshole. I'm sure everyone... it's gonna be like because <laughs> the last time that happened was when the Giants in 2016 like were fucking really good on defense, and they were just carrying us to these shitty wins. And that was the year where I lost to Wells like <laughs> on the stack correction in the playoffs, but I went 12-1 in the regular season. He fucking beat me in the playoffs. That was the worst, dude. I was talking shit all year because the Giants were good and my fantasy team was good, and then it just blew up in my face <laughs> just so hard. Yeah, so maybe don't do that again. In, uh, in no, really. <laughs> Philly, I'm 100% going to do that. <laughs> it's too funny to me. All right, guys. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the fantasy games. Good luck to everyone except for who am I playing? Husser. Um, and we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Yep. Peace, guys. <laughs>